on. Was good. Amen. Hey, that's good. Oh, yeah. Man, we, we had a little conversation right before this, so I say we dive back in, man. Look at this map. The United States is one big ass dust bowl with like three spots. Yeah. East Coast is pretty damn good. I didn't realize everything was so fucking dry, bro. Is this what they mean by global warming? Was it greener before? I think we fucked that shit up. No, because it was like this 50 years ago, too, like during the Steinbeck's books and uh, the early uh, part of last century, they wrote a lot of books about people migrating from here to the West. Um, Did we cause that or is that just like? I'm not sure if it's natural or if it was like combined with over farming those areas. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, dude. Like, because they pulled a lot of water from everywhere to put like great green patches, like you said. Look at that. Little green patches what, everywhere. So, where, where would you? I mean, we have technology now, though, with like solar power being able to, you know, give us free electricity to actually move water from one place to another. So, we, we can pretty much like, you know, terraform a lot of places, you know, to, to the way that we want. Because some of these places, there's like water in the mountains. And that's how we have Las Vegas and all of, you know, the desert that we live in in SoCal. That's how, that's how pretty much it is that we're able to be, use energy to create these places of abundance in, 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 the, in the desert. Like, look at how completely yellow it is as soon as you go over the mountains in SoCal. <laughs> oh, dry. Just burnt by sun. Nothing. I, I don't understand why you build civilization like this. Like, why don't we just stay where we can stay? And, like, we're testing nature, and I don't get why. Like, living in those places fucking sucks. What I, what I don't get is why is there not more people on the East Coast where it's just, like, totally green? Why is everyone not all over here? Why is the beach <laughs> super crowded? I don't know. I don't know. Um, it's like these storms and stuff. They like it's, it's, some of these can be pretty horrific. It, like, it, it, get, it gets back to West Coast is the best coast, bro. Basically, it. And then everybody moves. They're like, fuck this place. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's Hollywood. I don't know. Well, the storms and natural, so like the natural disasters, like storms and tornadoes. And I talked to this one guy, he, he came from, uh, I'm not sure if it was Texas or, start with the M. Oh, he came from Mississippi, right? There was like some sort of tornado and his house just like disappeared. <laughs> from a tornado, you know? And, and then he, he didn't seem too worried about it because he has house insurance and he just, was able to completely rebuild his house. That's pretty tight. <laughs> so. But yeah, like, I really, for the times that we're in, um, it's, it's nice to be in a green area where, because a lot of the plants that I'm growing right now, they're like, uh, and a lot of plants that you grow in the world, just like, it's better if you, if you grow it in a tropical, more humid environment with an abundance of water, um, then you don't even have, you barely have to water stuff. And here I have to like completely 
pour like you know gallons of water on 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 on, on my plants, and they just they're gonna take years to grow. <laughs> the ultimate output that they're gonna give me is gonna be worth less than the water that I used on them. Whereas uh, on the East Coast, you in all the Eastern states, it's just like much easier to live a survival life. Hmm. Although the, the the thing is, you know, so the only problem is the frost, storms, and tornadoes. Storms and tornadoes are the same thing. Right? Damn, yeah. you do grow a lot of vegetables in California. Yeah, and it takes Why? a lot of water. Why? How? <laughs> <laughs> By lowering our waterbed. Dude, like literally, this is endangering populations or it's tiny compared to the rest of the country but like why, why do we grow so much like it's not correct like trump signed this exact i was reading this like just an hour ago like trump signed some sort of executive order to allow us to take more water from here and then our governor i don't know if it's good or bad but he's like no we can't because it would endanger certain certain bird species and then it, it could possibly cascade into you know unknown problems because you know ecological connections are so hard to understand because the birds they like support certain species of plants and then the plants they support certain animals and the animals they they in turn affect other plants and you know like taking away one one animal can disturb a whole ecosystem like over a year and actually like cause terrestrial uh like you know flora to just totally disappear because they're not getting flowered um and pollinated and stuff so bees are so important yeah we do that for you yeah, i wonder is that kind of it just seems so much nicer, you know, on the east side with all the, from a satellite level. Yeah, it does. It's all green, but. It's so green compared to, like, California is a weird blotch of, like, super green and nothing in deserts and, <laughs> and like, there's so much just dirt and, like, wow, I, I never realized that. I mean, there's a reason why everyone, you know, we, we we started here, right? And then everyone moved west, and then everyone's not over on the west side. You know, every, a lot of most people stayed on on the east, east side of the U.S. There's a reason for that. You know, a lot of people, not everyone moved to the west coast. But California had gold. Mm -hmm. That was a big push. California, they were like, damn. That's what gold. This is what gold does. It just builds California. California was built on gold, quite literally. Damn, the same. Where did she, Where did uh, it go? Where without did, the gold, gold rush, yeah, a lot of people wouldn't. Because people were, people were comfortable, you know, living off the fat of the land, and they are still probably comfortable living off the land on the east side. There's more moisture and everything, but you know everyone wants to get more, you know, and they don't want just comfort. So that's why the gold rush pushed them out towards the west coast. And 
it was probably a lot less uh, arid back then. You know, probably didn't have all this. They probably passed over here and then, yeah, like this whole area used to be like a marsh. All the Central Valley used to be a marsh. It was a lot of water. And then people populated and it just dried up. All these farms got built on marshes and stuff. After just many generations, there used to be like a huge ass river where I live right now in Visalia, like right here. And now there's a not. A lot of oak trees. Yeah, now there's not. There's like, it used to be like one of the biggest rivers in California. I mean, biggest lakes in California. <laughs> it just completely disappeared because of all the farming and civilization that moved, you know, moved over here. Gold rush, like you said. Um, yeah, what were we talking about? Yeah, so I'm just like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta do an Airbnb or something over in the East Coast. I've been meaning to travel. That, that was what I was planning on doing until this, you know, police state um, pandemic situation happened here. Pandemic. I think the biggest uh, deception with the whole pandemic thing is like how people, they when they say fatality, they say fatality. They don't say case fatality. Like, oh, 10% of, or 4% of people are dying. Yeah, that's the 4% of the people that got tested for it. And the website isn't accurate either. I mean, worldometers, when, when you go on there, it's like, they should be more specific that it's not, um, it's not um, all the people that exist in the US, 529,000, like that's 900 people a day. And, you know, that's not that, considering we have 350 million people, or 30, 40 million people, that's not that much. I don't know what that is if you divide that by so that's point zero point one percent point one five percent of people have died in the US from COVID so far. So why don't you look at that number, you know, instead of and I mean that's not counting in that, you know, people are being replaced, people are being born every minute and <laughs> true <clears throat> but yeah this thing is uh is a trip we really need to like i don't know stop listening to like what six people say or six corporations say yeah i there is there such thing as like free journalism anymore? Like, I don't know who to really trust. Like, I... There's very few, like alternative media is probably the only place that there is because mainstream media, they literally pay you to read lines. Yeah. And read oh. it as if they're actors, you know? Corbett, Corbett, he's probably one of the real, realest journalists. Like he actually does like investigative you know, Alex Jones and all these other supposed terrorists of the state, 
they're 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 literally on the terrorist watch. <laughs> like there's like a list of uh, uh someone's had it in those articles like the government has this like terrorist watch list. Active cases, closed cases. Cases which had an outcome. What does that mean? What does cases which had an outcome mean? Like they completely died or they completely recovered? <laughs> so like, you know, of, of these 11 million cases. Yeah. Wait, this is by this is by the world uh, country. So if we click US, we can just click on that. So that's yeah. so three million cases about, and then one point two million recovered. One hundred thirty-two thousand died. So like you know, ninety percent recovered. Ten of of the people that they 10 tested died. Yeah. Oh, this is just of the people that they tested. There's millions of people that they didn't test. Just because it's been here since December, November, you know, since around the same time China had it, it's been spreading over here. Because people go from China to U.S. all the time. You know, of course, it's gonna be here since then. <laughs> um. So there's way more than just 3 million cases. So they're taking a very small sample and they're saying, oh, of this small sample, you know, 90% recovered and then 10% died after we gave them this test, this PCR test, which has like half false positives. They're not saying the last part. Why don't they make those here, man? Why do you trust China to make shit? Like, that you really need to, like, be, I don't know. Do, do, do they make these test kits? They don't make these test Yeah, I think, like, a lot of these test kits are from, from China. China. Europe and stuff. Yeah. All so, of them, though, right? I a ton of them. I don't know if all of them. I can't say that, but I know in the beginning or whatever, like, that's kind of all from China. And I'm like, hmm, very. I don't really care about the tests. For me, like every time someone messes up, you know, talks about the cases, I'm like, whatever. They're just, <laughs> there could be false, it could be true, whatever. Or what if they're all true and they're actually true? So what, we're closer to herd immunity, right? The actual cases is way, way, way higher. The denominator, is way, way, way higher than these deaths. But the question is the deaths. How many of these deaths are actually COVID? How many are actually people being forced on ventilators, um, malnourished people who don't have their basic nutritional needs, um, misdiagnosed people like who, who died from something else, you know, a lot of underlying symptoms, I mean, underlying diseases, you know. 
Yeah. I would I would add a few million to this number of cases, you know, and then and then we're talking. How many more? Because every person that dies, pretty much everyone that dies gets tested for COVID. Yeah. That's the problem too, you know, like people can die of something random and they get tested for COVID, they come up with a positive test and okay, that was a COVID death. Like the NYC nurse, she she was showing like on her phone, literally, um, she, like she, she, she had like some Google lens. She goes into the hospital and she just like records all the conversations that this, you know, creepy sounding doctor from, no, it's, you know, sounds like he's like a, a doctor from the, you know, concentration camps and stuff. He's just like, oh, it doesn't, we cannot help them. We cannot save them all. I am expecting 95% uh, to die. Like so coldy and stuff, you know. It's just horrible. But yeah, she records like uh, how um, one patient he got tested. He didn't get tested positive for COVID, but they still said it's a COVID death. The test result came negative. Oh fuck! And then they at the top level, they were just like, "Oh yeah, he died from COVID." Yeah. That's messed up. So it's like a straight lie. Like so, on top of the half false positives and then um so yeah even, the, even this number is ex the death number is extremely exaggerated the cases are extremely um understated so when you like you, when you properly increase these numbers i mean it's it's way way less than but are they really going to test everybody for every disease ever like uh, is that is that the point where we're gonna get to? They're gonna just like give us a blood sample every time they want. Like it's basically even if we get the chip or not, like just on the way we reacted to this pandemic, it's it's how do you de-escalate from that? Cause they can Actually, easily get escalated. Well, we can easily go China here. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, literally just lock down whole fucking cities and be like, nobody's going anywhere. That's exactly why I'm not getting tested. So I feel like this test, they're just they're using it as a fear tool, a tool of fear. Um, Are they gonna do it every time? Every time there's this crazy disease that they say everybody has. I mean, I, I feel bad saying it, but it's only going to get worse. Like, if there is a global conspiracy and such and such, the next one they release is going to be way worse. But then I don't think it's, okay, so you're talking about this next one. Bill Gates is talking about the next one, and he was snickering about it he was like oh the next people will get it when they see the next one <laughs> like yeah you saw that right i mean I, uh, yeah it's not that this is like his one is like third time snickering on camera about people dying we we like, gotta stop trusting fucking billionaires dude or like 90 percent of the billionaires there okay i'll give you some good billionaires here and there but what about the rest of them yeah, I mean, 
the fact that they're not scared shows that okay, this is just bullshit. Because if this was real pandemic, I mean that that that's that's not really a big case I'm making, but you know the big case that I'm making is that like if they were if this was real, we wouldn't. I I calculated this number wrong. So like, one hundred thirty-two thousand died in the U.S. And then divided by three hundred thirty-three million, that's uh, ridiculously low. It's like point zero zero three nine. So it's like not even one, not even point zero one percent. It's like point zero zero three nine. So it's like zero percent of people have died. <laughs> so like. That's not that many people. Uh, that's less than the flu. On a yearly level, less people, more people die from the flu, right? So, yearly deaths from flu. Yeah. Every year, on average, thousand people, fifty-six thousand die. Wow, um, that's just flu. I think like influenza, right? Like all of the related yeah so this is 34,000 to 64,000 but I forgot where I saw the number but it's I was looking at like the whole global number like uh, it was like millions of people die from flu anyways every year and then we have half a million dead so far. So, I mean, we haven't reached the yearly uh, amount that people die from flu. From flu? From a set of diseases? Yeah, so like... Maybe this might have... Flu versus COVID. Flu versus COVID? Is this a... <laughs> oh, man. I imagine the fucking the cartoon coming out of it. Flu versus COVID. Why? Is this... Is this, is this... Okay, go down, go down, go down, go down, go down. Is it really saying? Hold on, hold on. Thirty percent of eighty-five-year-olds are getting it. Is, is, wait, is that is that what it's saying? Move yeah, right. COVID. Thirty percent of dead are dying from it. So. What? Man. And then 20%, uh, 75 to 80, and then 65 to 74, like 10%. Zero to 40 year old is one. So this is a fatality rate, like case fatality, right? So like 85 year olds or higher that get it. 30% of them die. So if you add up 
So far, more than 6% of people with coronavirus case have died. Yeah, on average, it's like people if you're older than 65, there's a 20% chance you're going to die if you get it. I don't know. I think this number is overinflated or yeah, it seems really. I mean, it, yeah. The, the plagues, the previous plagues, it, it was a death rate of 50, 60%. Like, if you got it, you're, you're going to, you know, flip a coin, you're going to die. Like, these, the, it's all these untrustworthy things going on in the hospitals, our not so um, reliable healthcare system, which is based on drugs and money and bribes, little, because it's bribes. You get every COVID test you get, you get 15K for each person, you know, out of the printing press. Money go burr, 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 right? Um, anyway, anyway. What, what Q has to say about this stuff. Uh, uh, the Q movement, sometimes they post stuff about COVID and they're pretty much on the side that, you know, it's used as a tool to control people. But uh, a lot of the Q stuff is more about this Epstein stuff that's coming out. And he's just posting all these pictures of Clinton with his, uh, with his girls. So like the Maxwell, you know, Ghislaine Maxwell, she, she's supposedly going to unveil stuff on Clinton, uh, Prince, what's his name? Uh, and Prince Andrew. It's like posting these pictures. Yeah, it's a Q bomb. That's hilarious. And there's like this little uh, picture. There's a picture he posted of the dungeons underneath uh, Epstein Island. I saw this in higher resolution. Yeah, I, I saw this in a YouTube video somewhere, but it seems like he took that from a video. Um, yeah, there's tons of documentaries out, and um, yeah, he even posted this list about uh, people that are going to get uh, ratted out on by, uh, possibly ratted out on by Maxwell. Damn. I don't know, Tom, I thought Tom Hanks was good. Oh, wait, no, Tom Hanks is bad. There's a lot of names here. Obama. Obama, of course. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, what's the outcome of all this? Like, I'm glad to not see Robin Williams on here. May he rest in peace. But he, he, he posted some Twitter stuff. Um, about how everyone was just pedophile. Him and the Tom Cruise, they both they both have had pretty uh, you know whistleblower Twitter messages. 
you know, uh, Hollywood is just full of pedophiles. Just straight up, they just said it. How do you solve any of these fucking problems? It's gonna, it's gonna collapse in on itself. Because Maxwell's gonna rat out one person, you know, or a few people, and they're gonna try to defend themselves, and it's just gonna crumble. There's no way that, and then Clinton already has those leaks. And we got all these images getting, getting out here. Epstein rape survivor, Shante Davies. I think I've heard her name before, but she was like some other uh, chicks that probably uh, in the whole sex trafficking thing with them. I mean, it was their choice, probably, but um, the fact is, you know, these politicians are this shady. <laughs> Their choice, probably. <laughs> Good. Isn't it like because they seem like hey. they seem happy? They seem happy. I don't know. I wouldn't say shit. Um, all I would say is this shit ain't uncommon, dude. Like, even if they didn't do it, this has been done since fucking money was invented, basically. Since yeah, agriculture, then- since there was enough women to do this, it has been done. In one way or another. Like, it's yeah. insane. Clinton just looks like he's having way too much fun. Yeah, this is uh, Prince Andrew. Yeah, I saw that, uh, that documentary on Netflix about like, the whole thing, and I was like, damn, this shit. That fool went hard, bro. That fool is a straight up fucking creep, dude. Like, in every which way and form, like, that fool is a creep to, like, everybody, including his bosses and shit. Like, god damn. How does this fool get to such level to be able to, like, how do people like that get to such high levels? My question. So often. That's the thing is, that's, that's why they get to such high levels. Um, so that they can continue to do that. I mean, it's kind of like a circular reasoning, but. Um, what do you mean? I mean, if they were in smaller circles, they probably wouldn't be able to do that kind of stuff. But, you know, Hillary Clinton, like this little crop that he uh, Q posted is, you know, saying Hillary Clinton and foundation crime against children. This was on Fox News. And, you know, so they start a lot of these foundations so that they can help these children, but they're actually cherry picking a lot of these children for their uh, sex trafficking. Most of them, they're not. A lot of them, they're helping, but um, some of them, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're picking them out and putting them in their network. Um, and I mean, that, that business- Is being not related to this? Like everything right here is in the same topic. Um, yeah, I don't know. I wonder why Q is. I'm just wondering why Q is posting all this stuff about that. I mean, it goes. You know, Q talks a lot about that stuff about uh, uh, how Donald Trump is 
really uh, cracking down on all these sex trafficking victims and, you know, Clinton's leaked emails and stuff. And it seems to be really true. There's too much memos and proof about it and pictures and, and celebrities talking about it in previous documentaries that it <laughs> it's been severely documented. Yeah, it's, it's 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 not a lie. I mean, it's Donald pretty, Trump is yeah, lying. movement is not lying about it. But um, yeah, the only benefit I can see is you know that improving his chances at election, which is only incidental. And so, yeah, Trump's still a hard vote, bro. Like, it's easier to maybe even not vote than to fucking vote for either of them, motherfuckers. And if it was my choice, I'd vote for a new party that actually stands for fucking something and can actually or organize itself in order to, like, kick these motherfuckers' asses. But there's not. Everybody... Like, the Libertarian Party can actually fucking do some shit if it organizes itself in a very good, efficient manner. It has enough resources and enough people. It has, what, from a couple million people that would self-identify as libertarian and would potentially vote for the libertarian party? Yeah. Uh, so, more than if the libertarian party could actually organize itself, then maybe we're talking, but they don't. I don't know how the hell they... How much does it cost to actually be in every fucking ballot across the United States? How many millions of dollars does it actually cost? That's a very good impediment of any party getting into this system, first of all. Second, the debates, or whatever the fuck you want to call them, they're not really debates, they're like sound bits. And they're hilarious sometimes, don't get me wrong. They're fucking... <laughs> they're funny and they're cool sounding and shit, but they're just sound bits. So those things are controlled by not that many people. So we need to create a way so that people can have awareness. So if every libertarian party, every every libertarian would let me just say. If the Libertarian Party would sponsor an ad that could show how much potential it has, how much power it actually has, and everybody who's a Libertarian would be like, okay, I'll go on this app and I'll say I'm a Libertarian. It could be blockchain fucking secure in the back end so nobody knows who the fuck you are and it can be going through that, whatever. You can call it that end. But the, the, the main point is you would be able to put, okay, I'm a Libertarian. And you can count all those Libertarian votes. How many of those votes, how many people in the Libertarian Party would do something like that? And then, even within the app, they can vote for which person in the Libertarian Party they want to actually vote for. Yeah, I, <clears throat> there's polls, but uh, ultimately everyone has to vote the same way as everyone else votes. I know, but polls aren't, where are these polls? Show me. Uh, a lot of these polls aren't really. Uh, show me, show me these polls. They're, they're pretty biased, but like there's polls on like. More How many people? Polls. How many people are all these polls? Did you vote? Were you on these polls? 
I mean, I don't really trust any of these polls. Exactly. So why are you bringing them up? So what if you don't have to trust in the polls and you vote yourself? And you can see the number go up or down. Yeah, some polls say, say, say you know, like, the more libertarian sites that people visit, there's polls there. And there, Joe's winning. Some of the more, like, liberal sites have polls. Biden's winning there, surprisingly enough. Of course, the Republican conservative sites, Trump's winning there. So it's like polls are polls, you know, they're, they're within a certain audience. Um, but uh, it's, it's interesting thing here is saying that independents are the largest group of voters, nearly 40% the electorate. I didn't know that. That's a pretty good sign. But more than 70% of independents want an alternative to Democrats and Republicans. I think and and the thing is that they're not organized. All these numbers and all these polls means that they, if they got organized, they're actually move some shit and do some shit. No, they are, they're is. organized. They're, you know, they're under the independent oh. party. Oh. Yeah, it's called the independent party. I mean, a lot of people they're not even in the independent party and they still vote. You can just write in your vote and they'll still go towards the towards the person. You just won't be you just won't be counted in the independent party and be you know serving as a number to inspire other people to do the same but there's more than 40 percent of people that are independent and looking for someone outside of you know left and right how many right now at this point in time what if you can know what if you can actually vote on and say you have your part in this what do you identify as? What are you what are you trying to vote for? Yeah, you're talking about some sort of uh, um, some sort of like universal platform, you know, polling platform, which yeah. would be great. You know, because all these bullshit polls and like exactly. independent sites. That's what I'm talking about. People have no idea what to have hope for. Exactly. You're making all my points funny, man. This is exactly what we need. If they could organize and they would have a good platform, at this point in time, everybody just kind of likes somebody, but nobody's willing to fucking show it. And polls are very slow and static. It's a one-time thing. Or who do you think is me at this point in time? Why? Why can't we have something that's live? And we can actually, we do that shit in Twitter by voicing our opinions on who we're going to vote for anyways. And you might as well fucking... Put your vote where your fucking mouth is. And like, maybe it doesn't count. Maybe it's not official. Don't make it official. Make it for fun. I don't give a fuck. But the point is to have the freedom to show this how much. And, and keep that fluid. Keep that moving. Why do we have to everybody? This whole thing that voting is the one thing you do at one point in time is fucking shady. It's some shady shit. It, it, it feels shady. Why? Why does it matter who the fuck we vote for? And why can we change who the hell we're going to vote for into the dead of, like, the cutoff date? And this is one concept that blows my mind. Why do we still live in an age where you vote for basically everything fucking else and you can buy everything else online, but voting is a one-time thing at this one place and you have to move and you have to do this? Like, I understand there's yeah, security so risk. I think this is the site we're looking for here. This uh, Real Clear Politics, they basically take the averages from a bunch of different sites and then they put them together, which doesn't, which might not mean shit since... Some people might be voting multiple times on each of those All platforms. Right. Let's, let's look at how many people actually they're, they're counting. Let's look at how many people they're actually counting. 
polling data, but I think these are verified users. So like based on an email, I'm guessing. 1,800, How many thousands of people are there? Why can't we have millions? Why is there only a couple thousand? How, they, how do they get out of these polls? Do you know how they get out of these polls? What specific people they call? Because there's only a thousand, there's only 1,500 here. It's only like, who are they calling? In what ways? Is it still only landlines? Because I remember they could only call people, or they could only get polls if you, they call by landline. Have you ever been called for a poll? Okay, so these people that downloaded this app and then they put in their, uh, you know, their uh, vote there. Uh, yeah, that's why the numbers are so small because these are people, only a few thousand people bothered to do it within a couple of days, you know. So these are like within these periods of time. Because um, you have yeah, to know why, what's going to happen all that shit. Why are all these votes so... Why can't they aggregate everything? Why can't like I don't I don't get it. These are yeah, all they did, I think they did aggregate all of them. Yeah, but that they that, put this them is over a couple of months, bro. All these polls are over a couple like months. Mm -hmm. There are set polls with a set number of people over a couple of months. Why is that? The data set is so minuscule. Like you don't have enough data to say who the fuck people are gonna vote for based on a thousand motherfuckers. That is not good. Trump you don't. Trump getting, how can people even think about voting for Biden? I don't get it. I don't get that's it. Like, that's ahead. like choosing between a gorilla and a human being. A what? I mean, at least Trump can make intelligible sentences. So and he can, <laughs> he can protect our rights and he, he can call out fake news. You know, so what if he's a pervert? You know, he's not, he's not your role model. He's a president. He's just, he's going to act on <laughs> He's not your role model. He's your president. That should be a Trump shirt if I ever heard one, dude. That, that's, I, mean, that's I have a point, good. right? I mean, people are pretty like... Good. Pretty good. So Obama, oh, wow. He speaks so eloquently and so persuasively. But then he, he, he literally, you know, put down the black people even more. You know, he, he under his presidency, like, Less black people, you know, more black people became unemployed, and you know he he, he increased the taxes and like like all the stuff that he did. Trump pretty much reversed. Um, you know, Obama increased wars, increased spending. But yeah, like a smooth talker. I don't know how people can just believe in smooth talkers and stuff. I think a lot of these people voting for Biden are just they probably didn't. I get the lie. I voted for Obama and I voted for him because he was black. Yeah, I, I like, thought literally. he was an intelligent guy. I thought he was one of those intelligent good guys. But he's one of those intelligent good liars. I mean, presidents are puppets. And power structure is weird right now, man. I don't understand how power structures are going to be so fucking solid and rigid. And why... Hmm. Yeah, that's why I just want to move to the, you know, somewhere I can just, I feel like a lot of the, you know, the power structure is just very externalized. You know, some sometimes I do get the sense that, like, we are individually important. Yeah, I believe, then, like, I believe do, it. But just yeah. in case, 
just in case we're not important, I want to move away and be somewhere. <laughs> I can uh, just, you know, eat my uh, homegrown eggs and vegetables and wait out the uh, um, the prison state from coming over and mandating vaccines for me to just go to the market. Like in Canada, I think it's already passed like mandatory vaccines. Just mandatory vaccines in Canada? Yeah. Oh wait, no, I think it I think it was defeated. Mandatory vaccination bill defeated twenty-two to twenty, barely. <laughs> Why do so very few people vote? Is my point again. It's like they just I, I feel like it's so doctored. I, I don't get it's like, why, oh, you guys barely made it out this I, time. This representative democracy is fucking bullshit because, like, people shouldn't have power that isn't theirs. So, tell yeah. you, we, we need a, a new voting system where power is liquid. That's what I'm talking about. A, a, an actual power system where, power, like, or hierarchical system where power is fucking liquid. Because this thing about voting for this guy and voting for that guy to decide one thing and then decide everything for us, look. I understand if you want to give your power to someone else. And this is what I'm talking about with the other voting system, with the liquid, liquid democracy. That you give your power to whoever the fuck you want, if you want to give it to him. And if you want to take it back and actually vote for something, then you vote for something and that would count to the actual vote of whatever the hell you're trying to do. And if you don't care, that's cool. You don't have to vote. Your vote won't be counted. It won't be aggregated. So it really, what's the point? What's the difference there? Mm -hmm. So this is what we need—a you know, completely new system. And we don't fucking actually need a system. We just need to create a polling fucking thing. Man, this is what we need. We need to create a way to poll everybody's opinion. And allow them to vote for whatever the hell they want or don't like care. An electronic system? Yeah, of course. And I don't know, I'm, I'm starting to like trust less in electronic systems nowadays. I feel like the most trustworthy we have by we I mean I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna cards. make sure that no the numbers aren't fucked up, basically. Like create a company that makes sure this shit doesn't fucked up. I try I try to do it. You can make sure more. it was called true democracy. When something and is consolidated like that, is it's it's hard to make sure. Like, I feel like the way we how have. How to make sure? How, how is this any better? How is this any better? Because we go in there, you punch a card, and then the machines just process it. You know, just like as low tech as Look, possible. Man, I'm not talking about that one-time voting thing. You, you're you're thinking about voting, and who you want as a leader isn't like a fucking event. It's a decision you you have to fucking make. Why the fuck do we treat it as a fucking event? It's a decision. Why can't this decision be agreed upon and be fluid at every point in time? Right now, you don't have to trust it. It doesn't have to be official, but we should create one just so people can do it because this is the only way to have actual fucking freedom and true democracy or whatever you want to call. Other than that, other than that, everything else is some low-key shady shit you vote somewhere and it goes in a box and this box is supposed to actually you know how easily 
computers are programmable, like how easy it is to program a computer to do something else. How, how the fuck will we know in the first place that whatever you voted for actually got fucking inputted as what you voted for? How do you know? I don't know. I wouldn't know. I would hope it did, but you don't know. And there's oftentimes fucking recounts when there's an election. What does that mean? That the system, it, they don't fucking doesn't know either. Like, shit happens. Things move around. Names move around. Programs fuck up all the time, and you can easily program a machine to move numbers however the fuck you want. But you can't program, like, more, more of those. It's like programming. It's like trying to hack one of those. Who ENIACs. controls the whole system, bro? But try, try hacking an ENIAC, you know? Who like rolls? Who rolls these machines out? Who rolls these machines out, bro? That's why, like, as low tech as you can get, is is good no the more high tech you get oh i'm gonna just vote um and then the the system is gonna aggregate everyone's data from all the phones and then it's gonna give us spit out a number sure that makes it very convenient but that's make it extremely hackable um by a bribe to the app developers and you know this is why i said i want to create like the new like you're you're thinking of the problems of modern day economics on the company that yes there's always a potential for a fucking bribe got it granted but whether it's bribed or not it's the only fucking way to know who you, who you actually stand for how many people are behind this fucking actual idea why don't we have a system that tells us how many people are actually behind this idea voting is supposed to be it but it's not really it because there's tons of flaws tons of flaws including on on like the information i don't watch the news so i'm, I'm gonna just fucking start off by saying that but how much time do you, in the news do they talk about the libertarian party or the green party mm. how much time i spend talking about them yeah. any guess less than five percent and that's a very very if they do talk about it it's very like, big it's, number it's like very dismissive you know so again this is a control of information not even control it's just the libertarian party and the green party are not paying these companies tons of money they need to get this shit together and pay tons of money to these companies so they can get the same shout out try to play the same game if they're not already bought out which i assume they probably are but it doesn't really matter the point is Creating this system avoids all this bullshit and avoids all this fucking drama and avoids all this fucking mystery of how many people actually vote and want to think this way. Well, we're talking, I don't know if we started talking about it before, but if you wanted to, I believe, in my personal opinion, that if you wanted to vote for war, you should be allowed to vote for war and potentially you would, could go to war as well. Okay. But there'd be a way that you can put your vote for going to war backed up by money that would you, you would like to allocate to go to war and this is how your tax should be spent i don't understand how some fucking system is about trying to collect all this money and be like nah we got you we know we know what's best for you even though we didn't ever have a choice to decide where to put this where this money would go even though it's the taxpayers money and they yeah, taxpayer money. Taxpayers never have a say in where the money goes, and they can say by voting for this person, they're voting for this person, da 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 da. 
but that's super indirect at this point in time. Why do we still have a representative democracy that's so static and filled with people we can't get out? Like we can't we can't kick out because not enough people are interested in that voting system. It is insane. So there needs to be a way for everybody to actually voice their opinion. Nobody has to talk. Fuck it. We don't put chat rooms. Nobody has to talk. Nobody has to talk shit. We just put numbers, straight numbers. And you could vote for whatever issue. And yeah. It, it's basically the only way to guarantee any kind of true voice. Other than that, it's same old shit. Can't tell me I'm wrong. I think you're muted, bro. Oh, shoot. Yeah, I was just saying, like, yeah, like you said, it's such a big event to vote for a president. And then, like, even these smaller things, like the propositions, it's such a big, you know, so much work to get the propositions, you know, on the, on the ballot next year. And then finally you can vote for it. Why? Why does it take so long to actually do something that people want? I don't get this system, man. It might be good in some way, like, to slow down, you know, <laughs> changes. Because you don't want to get things changed so fast that you have no idea what the hell just happened. How slow? What do you mean? Because right now it's Like, not... imagine if you started taking, like, 10 different supplements all at once. <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I don't see why not. If, 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 if you want to do it, do it. Fuck it. Like when I take my supplements, I, I do it very experimentally. I'll just take like, you know, one or two at a time. And then when those two work for a few days or a week, then I'll add my my second, a third, or fourth and every single week. And um, until, you know, and I'll, I'll take them off once in a while too. I'll stop taking certain ones just so I can acknowledge the difference. But, uh, yeah, there should be some sort of thing like that, you know, with the voting too. Like, we should be able to. Oh, this was what we voted for. This yeah. is. These are the specific indices that it impacted, so we can tell whether it worked or not. You know, we got statistics right there. You know, it'd be nice to have like some sort of evolved democracy. Evolved democracy. I'm gonna write that one down. That one's interesting. Evolved democracy. Democracy evolved. That's better. Democracy 2.0? Nah, take it back. I like that. Mm. Democracy evolved. What's up? I like it. Huh. Yeah, just the technological hurdle, I think, is, but we should, we should stop using it like, as an excuse, maybe, you know? Like, we got to figure it out. Figure what out? Especially in this day and age where everything comes under question, maybe, you know, we can um, like figure out a way to do this through, through an app that, that would streamline democracy rather than stick to previous, you know, paper modes and, you know, slow down the democratic process. But it's got to be tied to your social security number or something, you know? Um, driver's license. 
it, it look if yeah. you want to make it official if you drive a license if you don't want to make it official you don't have to shit and we would only count the official votes on that's backed up by actual documentation yeah, it, seems, it seems totally doable it is it seems totally doable. doable like you know you got your social security number yeah. why the hell else do you have a national id card <laughs> you know you can't use it what what the hell's the point of it if you can't use that in a is it for the people then is is that why it is or was it actually for controlling the people if it was for the people then we would be using our national id cards to streamline democracy and we wouldn't even need any people at the top anymore you know no you wouldn't but then that goes back to hold the philosophy and play Look, man, the public and how people is can people really choose for themselves you know people that? can be fucking crazy and erratic and vote high and low and whatever the fuck but they usually don't that's not how people usually are people support someone until they don't support someone or don't care about someone until they care so it would be something similar to a system. the thing is there's a lot of misinformation too like, I mean, but then that, that's like, all part of the game. Like that's, BLM that's, being that's used always. as a funnel, you know, like that kind of thing. It's always like, about information. It's always part of the game. I learned how to do this. Uh, I mean, I saw this um, a while back. But if you go to BLM, you just type it in. Just type in BLM in your search engine. Go to the website, click donate. And then it goes into Act Blue. And then Act Blue, you can see like their... Uh, you gotta go into their um, actual uh, their vendor recipients and stuff. So just search for Act Blue. So you're donating directly to Act Blue. What's Act right? Blue? What do you? What does it say? Act Blue. Right here. Like you just. So you go to BLM. You click the donate button. This is what a lot of people are gonna do. This right? They're gonna go to BLM. Yeah. Oh, I want to support black people. I want to support. I'm against racism. You know, I want to defund the police. Um, and uh is that a george soros move right there or what that sounds huh? like a george that, that sounds like a sneaky little move right there fucking donate goes to the democratic party yeah it, this is how you can find out that it just goes directly there and i mean so, the democratic party has enough money why are they trying to get money out of people trying to support this this, this movement yeah so you see the url right there it says secure.act oh man yeah, and then if you look into what act blue uh Oh, open secrets is where it is. So you go to this open secrets act blue summary. And you can see the spending by cycle 2020. Okay, they got one point damn, they got one point six billion. And then they spent one point five billion oh. billion. On what? A lot of it's probably administrative, but yeah, so you can see what they spent it on somewhere. What the fuck do you spend $1.5 billion on an administrative fucking thing? How big is this fucking company to spend $1.5 billion on administrative fucking shit? So you can see That's some bullshit. So donors, right? You got to click the donors and then, okay, dang, Jeffrey Gural. <laughs> Gave 10k. You can see everyone that like their name and who who gave how much. How does someone not employed in San Diego get five thousand dollars <laughs> to them? I don't know. 
an entertainer gave. It's a lot of five thousand dollars not employed. Yeah, a lot of people they just they just, want to help, they just want to help black people. But are they helping black people? Let's look at the expenditures. They're giving all that money to Bernie twenty. So uh, one hundred eighty-six million of these donors went to you know that, that's including Black Lives Matters and other things under that blue went towards Bernie. Biden. It's all. It's a political organization. That's the point. It's politics. This is not going towards any specific um, things. You know, like actions, policies. It's not going towards any charities. Friends of Andrew Yang. He got thirty-one million. How much did Andrew Yang spend on this fucking campaign? Yeah, but I mean that—that's my point. It's politics. You know, it's like a lot of people say, "Oh." We can post BLM stuff. It's just to save black people. Like on, around my community, it came out in Infowars actually, like the news. Like the, the, this guy just came, uh, he like, they posted all these posters in front of this community's house. Like, okay, it was on the school, school's uh, fence, but that fence is right in front of people's houses. And it's just like, it's just saying stupid shit. Like, you know, fuck the police. Like just really obscene stuff. And some of it's not obscene. Like it's saying like, you know, trying to inform people of uh, supposed systemic racism and you know but this guy you know he ripped it all off did you see the video or no i didn't see the video oh my god you gotta see it. i mean this happened literally like a few blocks from my house and this the video it came onto national you know news and stuff so came on infowars you know I, i'm i'm i say he's famous or or infamous infamous <laughs> Yeah. I have a dream today. Okay, on that one. All right, here it is. He's <laughs> like, <laughs> Why are you taking it down? Why are you taking it down? Keep your 
basically assaulted him a couple times and uh, I mean that isn't assault quite literally. He did assault him. He yeah. bumped him chest to chest. He stole. He ripped off his glasses. He threatened. His <laughs> literally family. threw himself at him in the beginning. Oh yeah, yeah. So like, that's <laughs> bad. He missed, he missed, and it was hilarious. <laughs> God, God, man. I mean, I if mean, someone did that to me, I would, I would not be able to hold my, hold my temper back like that. I would go into like a death fight, you know. With all <laughs> this fucking trophy shirt. He threatened his family in front, right in front of him. But that dude's 30 years old. He's, you know, he's acting like a little kid. And he, uh, he kind of got what he deserved. Like, he, uh, he got his car broken into, like, um, they smashed all his windows. So, yeah. That's what he deserved? I mean, I guess he kind of deserved that, right? He, I, I feel like it's pretty equal treatment. They didn't kill him or anything. They just, they just smashed him. Let's go down. Let's see what it says. It doesn't say that here. This, this is kind of like my community stuff. They don't, they don't know that they smashed his car windows and justice was served. I, this is my fucking blog, bro. <laughs> Like now that, that's white privilege. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like a lot of these protests is hilarious. Like black people go to these protests and it's like they're the only black people there. <laughs> I mean, it would happen in some places. Just statistically. Like everyone is white and they're just like as soon as they leave, it's just like it's just white people um pity partying. It's a pity party. That's what it is. Uh, I mean, if I was black, I would, I would, I would be sick, you know, of of all this, of all this stuff, because I don't need people's pity, you know. And, and this isn't a country where um, you get held down, you know, and I mean, you you can make it up. There's plenty of immigrants that make it up. You know, it's it, it's tough. A lot of people that come in, you know, it's really really tough. But you you can make it, and I don't think people really have a good excuse. Which brings me back to my topic. How much money is enough? This is a concept that fucking off the bat with me because I, I gave you a number before and it was 150000 And do you think $150,000 is enough a year is enough? No taxes, fuck it. We'll figure out some way, whatever. Whatever number comes up, comes up but you get 150 k all taxes included, like, boom. You're done. Is that enough for you? That's, yeah, that's more than enough. Almost twice is enough. Okay. So. <laughs> I was getting one. I got to water my plants. Um, Why? Uh, How many plants do you have? Like, I got three trees and like these vegetables, like cucumbers, tomatoes. These tomatoes are growing wild. I gotta pick a few. Right. Cherry tomatoes. Um, yeah, it's pretty, it's not that hard. I mean, growing stuff isn't that hard. 
um, but I'm just kind of concerned that this area is not, uh, I mean, this state is not really safe enough in the long run. I'm going to be stuck here. I don't want to get stuck here. Oh, wow, the Republican state's kind of more conservative. Hmm. But yeah, like money and, and stuff, I, I don't think there's going to be, so long as they don't choke the supply chain, I don't think it'll be really bad. What do you mean choke the supply chain? But you know they're already limiting coins, right? What if they start limiting bills and they're like, all right, um, we're scared the money's going to carry this disease now. So we're going to take back all the real money and only have the unit currency that we control completely. And can we don't have to print no more. It literally is some Peter quote. Right? Yeah, it's, it's like a three, five-year plan, you know. That's, that's a fun share, I think. And normally, I would be all for a digital currency system, but I don't currently trust a system that runs the digital currency system. So, think Bitcoin's the answer or what? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna catch up on this uh, summit um, by Dollar Vigente and figure all this stuff out. I'm probably not going to go all the way with what they're talking about and, you know, re renounce my citizenship and all that. But yeah, I definitely think uh, diversifying your um, liquid money is, is a good idea. Like into everything, you know, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Um, but yeah, definitely Bitcoin is, is looks good because it's, inherently scarce you can only have certain processing power to create that and there doesn't seem to be any way to magically compute this stuff uh, you know except quantum computing you know but then even when that's created sure it might it might get um it might have uh, eventually that will be computation has its limits inherently bitcoin is based on computation power and computation has its limits. And even if computation doesn't have its limits, I mean, expand, expand its limits, it's still, it's going to eventually have a limit. You know? But right now, we definitely have a computation power limit. Um, quantum computing can change that, and then we'll bump into the next limit, and then the next limit, and on and on. But it's not like digital currency where you can just add a zero whenever they want, and then we're all... Bitcoin is dividing from one, and our current financial system is adding another zero. Just like yeah, just add one. Yeah. Increase the number. We'll just inflate this to hundreds of trillions of dollars, and then we're gonna go to quadrillions because we can. And who knows to what end they may get to. But it always comes down to what can we do about it? What can we do about it? And that is, again, freedom to voice your opinion in actual ways that count. And right now, it'd be with your vote and with your money. Definitely.
that's what it is. So, that's what we need, man. We need a programmer. We gotta find a programmer who's done a design something like this. I think that has to come as a as no. a vote. It has to come as a vote first. No. And the government has to like, we can't just create a program. No. For them. no. We don't even make it official. Fuck making it official. That's, that's too hard and requires too much bullshit. Just make it unofficial. It's just an unofficial way to do this. What I'm talking about doesn't have to be, we're going to pass it through and like, no, nah, fuck all that. Yeah, like, it could happen because like even with Bitcoin, it was at first the government laughs at it and now they're all like, oh, actually, it could be a very important thing. Now they're all investing in it. Chase and all these other major. Let's do it, man. So I think maybe you should learn how to program on man, so we can do this fucking thing. I'm talking about. Fuck all this. We'll go live somewhere else and fucking wherever the fuck outside. Well, I'll go live outside the country. You can stay here. I don't care what. <laughs> I, I would completely doubt. They said the system has too many fucking limitations and ceilings and walls and regulations. But do you think any country outside of the world can, outside of U.S., can really most countries say no? Most countries are going to be better than what you can do here, and in in many regards, including when it comes to freedom to do business. Most countries. Hmm. So, this is why I say don't don't just limit yourself to here. So much cheaper to go do somewhere else. You want a bigger house that actually grows a bunch of shit. Anywhere else is not in the United States, we'll give you that too. Cheaper, bigger, greener. Like, no chemicals near water. Because again, do those governments spend hundreds of millions of dollars putting chemicals in the water? No, they spend hundreds of millions of dollars on the yachts and shit. <laughs> different, different kind of expenditures over there. So, it's gonna be less than here. Things are weird, funky, fucked up everywhere. I agree, but to what degree? Here, there's a lot of things that you have to jump. Through. There's a lot of hoops you have to jump. Through. I don't know. Here, we're the sigil of the world. Because of public public perceptions, don't mean shit. No, not just that, but like we're like historically. You know, we started the revolution, we, you know, uh, Declaration of Independence, you know, we're, we're the first nation. I mean, this, you know, this nation is the first nation with the constitution, right? Like a bill of rights. And I don't think that's true. Check that out. I check that one. I don't know that. Yes. Was U.S. the first nation to have a constitution? Yes. This <laughs> just created just government. Um, okay, I'll give you that. The U.S. is the first country to write a constitution. And so that means you know we'll, 
were the example. The rest of the world. People don't look at they, the U.S. like that, bro. Like, scenes, how many people have that? Like, fuck. There's there's I mean, human human right violations all around the world, and government leaders they don't even look over it. But if something happens here, when something happens here, people everyone's like, you know, go, goes bonkers for it. Like, look, just look at BLM. I'm pretty sure there wasn't BLM stuff um, operatives all over the world. I could be wrong, but they did. There probably weren't Antifa all around the world. Bro, it, it just, goes back to the manipulation. And if you do it in one place, it'll pick up and people will pick up the ideas. This exactly. happened with Bern, Bernanke or something, I think his name was. He fucking, he was the first one that started this like 100, 100 years ago. This so kind of mentality, this kind of fucking crowd mentality. There's going to be some sort of civil war, you know, here. And the, you know, the, the empire... You know, maybe there might be a side that loses or side side that wins, but whichever is the winner, that's gonna inform the rest of the world to follow that order, I think. I don't know. Or the rest maybe, of the world be like, all right, we're gonna do our own thing now. Maybe, maybe the my empire might fall. Maybe it's all maybe the rest of the world is only following because the the you know, military yep. intervention yep. is forcing them to follow. Yep. But I think it's also more than that, and I think it's also like related to freedom because tyr- tyrannical governments are are a natural thing. It's not just the U.S. is magically tyrannical. Tyranny is everywhere in the world, independently. It's well, like bacteria. It's because they all follow the underlying system. Like it's not tyranny for human sake. It's the system that imposed upon the next race. It's not tyranny. Tyranny is like it's not a part of human nature. It's a, it's a part of human nurture. It, it has to be, it, it's grown from the environment. If you need this to survive, then you have this. Tyranny is a part of government nature. You know, like, nature, yeah. unless you I can, agree. unless you can, like, fix, it, fix the government. Yeah, you in can. any country. You can. Might not be able to because a lot of these other countries have a lot less respect for human rights. You can fix all of these governments. Easily. Try it with just one, you know, and then locally first would be smart. See if the U.S. you know goes and suicides them, you know. Who? You know, most likely Hillary Clinton will send suicide requests to those people, to those governments that, um, you know, try to do something outside of the system. Uh, like when whenever someone does something gold-backed currency. Like that's one thing you know. Uh, Jeff uh, was talking about TDV is just like how a lot of the nations in Africa, whenever they try to start some sort of gold back currency independent from the reserve currency, then they get killed and stuff and then replaced. Yeah, this is why it's always we're like the center. We yeah, we're like the centralized system. We're we're the we're the hydra. We're the head of the hydra. So very I mean, good way to put it. That is a very good way to put it. Head of the hydra. So if we don't like fix it here, like you can run. You might be able to run a few more years, but eventually you're gonna run out of time. I don't know, man. I think the head of the hydra is a is a stronghold, and everything else is just being held together by this illusion of control. And once that illusion starts to crack, this place can potentially become a hellhole. And meanwhile, the U.S. is fixing its problems internally, 
the rest of the world would basically go, all right, we can finally do shit our way. And we'll stop trading. They'll stop trading on the US dollar. And they'll start trading within each other and creating little fucking treaties and stuff. Similar to what they do now, but without the US dollar. That's a potential reality as well. And this is the potential reality that I kind of hope they take because other than that, why would you follow a country to its own fucking demise? And I understand that a lot of the economics are runs on it, off it, but consumers can always be replaced, right? Mm-hmm. So in this capitalist system, that's basically a responsibility. Consumers can always be replaced. You can always find someone else to sell this shit to. So that's not fucking work. And I think it's a pretty chaotic system based on arbitrary numbers. A lot of the stuff we buy, we don't really buy. We they're stored somewhere at some point in time and eventually get thrown away if they're not used. So it's not efficient in one in that way. Like there's still a lot of wastage in many ways, shapes, and forms, especially in the agricultural sector. Especially in the agricultural sector. So weird. The US kind of invaded everywhere and took their own vegetables and shit. <laughs> Give me all your shit. Give me all your plants. Give me your banana trees. Fucking for real, man. They went to war with banana trees. The US is intense. They don't give a fuck. They were like, you gonna take all bananas? <laughs> and a conversation. They invaded Latin America heavily in the 1900s. And it's invasions that they don't, they're not called invasions because they weren't fucking wars, but by any other sense of, like, if you compare the numbers that America sent to the numbers that Britain and fucking Columbus had over here in Cortez, America sent thousands of fucking troops over there, bro. It's an invasion by any other fucking, like, name. This is, these are interesting statistics to look at. Uh... Total value of U.S. agricultural exports, $136 billion. Nice. Total number of farms, $2 million. Where's the imports? Total value of U.S. agricultural imports, $130 billion. So we're, USD-wise, we're at equal in terms of imports and exports. But, but, look at where the number is coming from. One is exporting from a first world country, the United States. The second one is importing from mostly third world countries where their market is devalued. So these numbers simplify the money that's moved in, but not the amount of resources that were put into that. So we're substantially importing more. Yes. But what about like qualitatively? Like, can we sustain ourselves without importing? The US, yeah. Exactly. US, we have tons of wheat, we have tons of milk, yeah. tons of corn, yeah. you know, grain, red meat. Those okay, so what if this change. whole COVID thing, you know, all this COVID scare? Lots of beer. Lots of beer. <laughs> <laughs> so what if this COVID Under 40.6 metric tons? Yeah, people are tons? drunk and fat. <laughs> Look at these fucking, all the stuff we make. Milk, corn, wheat. Red meat, barley, grain. Yeah, we have a lot of stuff. I mean, uh, sure, we won't get coconuts. We won't get avocados. Maybe, you know, they'll be super expensive. But uh, I think we'll survive. 
you know there might be some supply chain disruptions but you know this whole uh you know post you know post uh you know shit hits the fan scenario you're talking about where everyone's kind of like oh finally u.s isn't breathing down our necks we'll just we'll be fine now the rest of the world you know they're they're actually doing better than they were when maybe that's like a really optimistic scenario in my opinion because i think that once Very. the u.s isn't once because the u.s is like the global police once the u.s is like looking the other way china's gonna just say hello to everyone you know china and Russia. <laughs> not to mention all the all the <laughs> oh my God. they're probably going to take advantage of the situation that's already going to even if china and russia don't do some sort of geopolitical you know domination um there's there's going to be a lot of crime at the local level too you know everywhere all over the world especially u.s but you know you got like ms-13 isn't just in south america and north america they're all over the world and there's MS-13, that's the gang you're worried about, bro? Well, all the, uh, that's, for me, that's like an umbrella of, like, all the different drug cartels, gangs that are there. That's like the lowest fucking, like, that's Is not, it not? That's not that low. The, the it's pretty damn low. It's, it's how, one of the... How, how many killers and how many drug dealers do they have? There's a lot of different gangs, but MS-13 is one of the major ones. Latin Kings, Mongols, like, uh, I'm not gonna remember. Yeah, Los Zetas, the most technologically advanced, sophisticated, dangerous cartel in Mexico. You know, these guys are gonna be knocking on people's doors. Those people are not gonna go. You know, Javier and Juarez are gonna are gonna want a piece of the pie. And um, but I'm just saying, you brought up MS-13. That's just there's a lot more other people. <laughs> oh yeah, I had, there's a lot of people that we don't even know, including your own good neighbors who didn't prepare so well. You know, I'm pretty sure not everyone in, it's not gonna be all rosy, you know, around the world. Cause like, you know, the government will definitely, I mean, we have all this um, false science with you know, and false science, false science dictatorship, especially when you have so much information about the harm that vaccines do, they're probably going to like vaccinate, mass vaccinate everyone and require you to be on the grid and require you to do all this stuff just so that you can get by and survive and all that, especially in the big cities. Um, how many times are you going to do this though? Like, that's how it's going to be the only time? Is, how is this ever guaranteed that this is going to be the only time they ever do this shit? And if they're going to start doing this shit now, I mean, they've been kind of doing it with fucking the, the flu shot, but that was not mandatory. It's this, pretty much... This it's replaces much a flu shot, but it's mandatory. I don't yeah, think this, we're, we're, anybody's taking flu shot right now. Yeah, a lot of people, less people are taking flu shot and stuff. But yeah, if you if you're of the opinion that the systemic collapse is not global, it is gonna be global. I get yeah. it. She's gonna be I, fucked. But I think it's gonna be a global thing where they try to. I think it's not even gonna be. I think local systems have a their local systems have a stronger 
resistant strength. Like they're able to, they're gonna be able to withstand this. Yeah, that's that's what Jeff is. They, they have stronger local economies for sure. Yeah, that's what our Jeff economy is very strange and focused and specialized. I, yeah, very specialized, and I I I get that we can grow anything here in the United States, and yeah, the United States can self sustain potentially, probably for sure. But I, people can eat their grass in their front yard, you know, to survive. Pretty sure they can't eat grass. Pretty sure people can not eat grass. Do not eat grass. Really? Can you digest grass? Like, I don't think so. Can humans eat grass? Eattheweeds.com. Eattheweeds.com. Huh. That simple question has a complex answer. Yes, no, and maybe. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so you can eat parts of it. What most folks want to know is, can you eat the combs and blades, stems and leaves? Combs and blades. Uh, oh man, sounds like it's pretty, I don't know, who knew grass was so complex? <laughs> Good point. Yes, we are not multi-gastric. We aren't designed to break down cellulose. We don't get much nutrition from grass. And then there's a problem with cyanide. Cyanide, just throw it in there. <laughs> so the answer is no. Why is it no? I, I like a little cyanide. Oh, man. Well, unless you like a little cyanide, then yeah, go for it. Oh man, these things, I got these things all over my yard, these sandburrs. Yeah. So, these kind of weeds are so hard to pick out. They're like all over my yard. They're like, try to pick out weeds and I can't because kill me. So I have to put on the gloves and they still penetrate the gloves sometimes. Okay. Talking about the fibrous things and Jesus, a long article. Huh, okay, so this maybe. As long as it doesn't have cyanide, just chew it and spit out the fiber. I mean, how did Taoist mountain monks live hundreds of years, supposedly, according to these Taoist books, on just um, pine tree needles? Pine tree humans, needles? Yeah, we humans have a very high capacity. Like, you know about sun gazing. Yeah. Like, definitely something. Pine tree about. needles? Yeah, they just eat pine tree needles and make pine tree soup. Like, uh, pine tree uh, tea. Like, so they have the vitamin C in there, too. So uh, they live for hundreds of years off just that. I, not, not all, like the ones that live like 85, they lived on that. But then there were some Dallas monks that lived for 200 years. They grew their own vegetables. It's not that complicated. Have a shovel, have a few seeds and you know, plant seeds and grow vegetables. I mean, it's, it's a mountainous area where there's plenty of moisture and you know, you got water. So it's not that complicated. It's not like you live in a desert. You live in a very uh, moisture rich environment in the mountain. You know, just chop wood and keep yourself warm and just, you know, plant your stuff and meditate all day. That's life, right? It's a tough life, uh, but at least you got like half the day. Like, the regular life is tough too still. You got to drive to the grocery store. You got to work, give away half your day to working something that doesn't really matter to you. Uh, 
How to get out that system, bro? Let's all get out that system. But I mean, you gotta. That's that's your social contribution. I'm not against working, but you know, it's all. Is that really social contribution? Yeah, you're doing something. Our most our most job social contribution or just ways to get by. Are they really contributing to society or just being cogs in the machine? Ways to things can be a way to get by as well as social contribution. A grocery store. But how much of those? Things to get by are social contribution. How much are not? Grocery store clerk is pretty important. I would take that. Yeah. Anything to do with food, I'll give you. Unless you're talking about replacing everything with robots, but um. Yeah, dude. Everything's gonna be replaced by robots very, very fucking soon. Five to ten years, you're gonna see tens of millions of people without a job because of fucking automation. This is happening. This has been happening for the past. I bet, especially since small businesses are now destroyed, um, they're probably all the big corporations that have money to spend on that kind of infrastructure are going to do that. Yes, unless people can start localizing their production and buying resources and selling with each other. If you want to talk about a free market economy, I am talking about creating a base work for a free market economy and a libertarian society. You don't have to get help from the government, but you have the access to resources and opportunities to do that what you want to do. Whether it be in this monetary system or not. I mean, I want to evolve beyond this. I think we can actually do it. Um, not everybody at first and not everybody at the same time. I think that's asinine. I think it's going to start off with a nation or a city. I like cities because I like the concept of city-states. An independent league of city-states that connect and network with each other and share resources with each other and fucking yeah and then we do that everywhere and then every fucking city can or city state can have their own fucking rules and regulations and i don't know i'm all for freedom and i think people should be able to express freedom in, in, in their area and if people want to pull together and do that then that they should go ahead i don't think rules should be enforced everywhere the same rules are enforced everywhere. Because I think that's asinine. I think everybody should have to follow the same rule set. And I'm not talking about like human rights and freedom. And so that's, that's all a given from my point of view. People should are equal. People are one. I know I've uh, talked about this with you, but like, yeah, people are one, dude. Like, literally, energy is intense. Energy is just an intense fucking reality. Like, the energy that creates this fucking reality is just mind-boggling. So, why not create a fucking happy reality? Why not create a reality where we actually evolve beyond this bullshit system? We're so disconnected from that energy, I feel like. Yes. I agree. We are disconnected from this energy, but why can't we reconnect? What's stopping me? As a as a collective, I think we can change the world. Alone, we ain't changing shit. Alone, we're only gonna get over through our fucking Twitter wars and other nonsense. <laughs> it's that's not how you solve issues. How important shit is in Twitter is not how to solve issues. You solve it by putting your vote somewhere, voicing your opinion, and putting the fund behind it. 
and the organization that comes from the funding because everything has to go through funding first if it's not getting funding it most likely ain't getting done especially in our political and business sector and market economy yeah well uh it was definitely should kick up on the um systemic discussion again but, uh, We'll start off this time. I took no notes, bro. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not the, I, yeah, we talked about um, is it everything pretty much like uh, BLM, uh, the uh, BLM? latest news on um, Maxwell, and maybe some systemic uh, deep state ties and. Uh, not eating cyanide. <laughs> Don't eat grass. grass. Don't eat grass. Don't eat grass. Careful, <laughs> eat grass. Good. Uh, yeah, uh, I think we're pretty agriculturally strong. I'm pretty optimistic that U.S. can support itself. Like we're one of the biggest exporters. Um, but you know, most of that food is is not for people that we export. The corn and the wheat and all this stuff. Um, well, it's a coin, it's not for people, it's just for animals. A lot of food we export is for animals. Right. So, can you maintain this agricultural uh, okay. system? Oh, it's for animals, huh? Yes, dude, we feed well, a lot of animals. Due, due to COVID, um, they're like, oh, two people got COVID. Let's shut down the whole meat production facility. It doesn't make any sense. Um, that's what I'm concerned about. So all this grain is for meat. If we can't eat the meat because of COVID or whatever new swine flu hybrid they release and stuff, then <laughs> we're in trouble, man. Because we're going to have to eat, just eat animal food. That's it, man. Throw some trees fucking everywhere. Get it, man, we have to create our own collective, our own community. Let's start working on that. Let's create our own community. I want to go international because it'll be cheaper and easier to create a community or collective. But the U.S. just has a lot of red tape. So I think. What? Why would it be cheaper to? What? What expenses are you talking about? All of it: operating expense, the land, the buildings, fuck it, the taxes. Everything would be cheaper anywhere else in the world. For real. It would. Sure. All right, man. Have a good day. Good talking to you. And peace out, everybody. Have a good night. I hope you enjoyed the talk. Peace.